it's time to get to grips with all the changes that have been happening to Google Keywords campaigns. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with what we do here, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method, could be email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different specialist to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month, we're all about Google ads, where so much has been changing. There's so much for you to get up to speed on. So far, we've covered the changes to Google Shopping. We've explored how you can use audiences to improve results across the board and taken a look at YouTube ads. And in today's episode, we're exploring the changes to Google keyword ads. So big shifts in how you approach your keyword ad activity, how you optimize it, how you build it, um, and a few things you probably haven't even noticed happening that my guest is gonna be telling you about. So make sure you listen right to the end of the episode, not least because at the end, she's gonna be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximize the performance of Google ads And then I'll be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you improve your Google ads even more. So make sure you stay tuned right to the end. Do you want more from your paid ads campaigns this year? Are you tired of disappointing results? Are your optimizations delivering low to low performance improvements? If that all sounds familiar, well, it's because the game's changed, which means you need a chat with my friends at Digital Gearbox. They are masters in the art of pay-per-click marketing. Their expert team have helped transform businesses around the world with tried and tested strategies that actually get results. And right now they're offering a free one-on-one consultation to 10 ambitious Keep Optimising listeners looking to do great things in 2023. Now, only 10 of you can get this brilliant offer, so do not delay. Get your free consultation now by heading over to keepopt.com forward slash digital gearbox. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash digital gearbox. And let the Digital Gearbox team show you the true power of PPC. Today, I'm chatting with Google Ads expert Imogen Collins. Imogen is head of delivery at Genie Goals, an award-winning agency driving results for ambitious e-commerce brands like Mamas and Papas, Smythson, Carl Lagerfeld and Biscuiteers. Imogen has been helping brands improve their search engine marketing since 2013. Hello, Imogen. Hi, good to talk to you. It's great to have you here. How did you end up in the wonderful world of Google Ads way back in 2013? Up till 2012, end of 2012, I think, I was working, doing a little bit of marketing, working in in an estate agency in Hampstead in London. I was kind of writing articles for property magazines, sending out direct mail outs, things like that. And they had this thing called AdWords, which was run by the head off. And I had a a little look into it and it seemed like something that I would be really good at. So I applied for an agency and I got the job. I really, really loved it. I was so into the data. I think Google Ads has this amazing benefit of being able to you can make changes and see the effects really quickly, which is just so satisfying. And then I moved over to Cambridge a couple of years later and found Genie, which was just kind of a match made in heaven for me. Kind of a e-commerce focused agency, which is the area that I've been really, really interested in. So yeah, been there ever since. Google Ads is one of those things which if it gets you, it gets you. 
<laughs> isn't it? It's like a bit like e-commerce. If e-commerce gets you, it gets you, and there's no never any escape ever. And Google Ads and the data is is very much the same, certainly in my experience and in yours too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, look, let's let's start geeking out about Google Ads then. Let's do what we've what we've come here to do. You're here to tell us what's going on in the world of Google keyword ads. So all those lovely text ads that appear on the search engines. We hear a lot more noise these days about shopping than we do about keywords. So as an e-commerce brand, should we still be working our keyword ads? Is, is it still, I mean, obviously you're here, so the answer is probably not going to be no, but is it still worth it for the great majority of, of e-commerce brands to be using Google keyword ads? Obviously, shopping is a, a massive focus in the e-commerce space and kind of gets bigger. And, but I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm going to be talking about keyword ads. So the answer is yes. Yeah, it is still very relevant, but it's very different to how it was in the past. So I think shopping is a very bottom of the funnel space. You're kind of sending people straight from Google to product pages. You get those kind of higher bounce rates as people kind of move from site to site trying to find the site with the the best deal or the best shipping prices and things for the specific product they want but then there's space in keyword ads to be that a part of the journey where people are looking for for category pages or a particular brand where they can buy the types of products that they want or kind of those lower intent searches but there's obviously very very high intent searches as well but, but not for specific products and we do see that there is a decent amount of spend going into keyword search still. So I've got clients where we've got 90% of spend going on performance max, but we've also got clients who've got 50% of spend on, on shopping or performance max and the rest is in keyword search campaigns. So obviously the rest of that, that 50 to 10 to 50% of your spend going in, in keyword search is still really important. And obviously performance max does actually include key, keyword search. So it's, it's kind of a shopping tool, but it has keyword search included in there. And it's not really obvious how much of that spend is going on onto keyword search ads. So there's actually a lot of scope there for the breadth of your your keyword search ads to be expanding, not kind of reducing. Cool. We'll get into the Pmax impact on keywords shortly, but just want to clarify that basically, guys, what we're saying here is that your shopping strategy and your keyword strategy, whilst you're logging in in the same place to do it, they are different strategies with different points of the funnel that you're targeting and so forth. So definitely well worth doing keywords. And the good thing is Imogen's here now to explain to us all what's actually happening in the world of keyword ads. So before we get into, into the performance max arena, one of the biggest changes that's happening in keyword ads and the one which in my experience is is inevitably going to get the knickers in a twist of those who are working in Google Ads is changes to the match types. Google have been playing around with our keyword match types again, haven't they, Imogen? It's, yeah, things have really changed. I think that previously we had exact and phrase, exact phrase and broad, and then we had broad match modified. Personally, I spent kind of nine years of my career kind of outlawing broad match. If I saw broad match in a campaign, that we were auditing, I immediately knew, you know, this is going to be an account that we can really make improvements on because obviously whoever's running it doesn't know what they're doing. And that's kind of all changed now. Phrase and exact, phrase and exact match can show for stuff that they never would have before. There's a lot, it's a lot more intent based rather than actually matching the keywords, the search term and broad match actually gets good results now, which I think 
might be a massive bombshell for some people listening in on this even you know people these who who are getting really good results and and you know know what they're doing because not a lot of people have been willing to test but from the testing that we've been doing it's kind of it's become standard to include broad match in campaigns which is just such a such a massive change from what we had before and then broad match modified isn't isn't in use anymore so it's it's a very different kind of world in match types than it was a few years ago so we need to be testing broad again if we haven't been broad match modifiers have gone and then the then as per usual google's been pretty sneaky with this stuff because phrase still exists exact still exists broad still exists but they're all fundamentally totally different than they were before so unless you've kind of read between the lines or you're up on the news as you will be by listening to this today you may not have realized that the definitions have changed it's kind of it's kind of google being sneaky as per usual isn't it they're they're changing the stuff without letting us know it's been changed yeah yeah exactly an exact match term used to mean it has to be that exact keyword but now it can be anything that means the same thing as that keyword so if somebody if you had a the, I think the example on the in the Google training is if you have lawn mowing services as a, an exact match keyword grass cutting services could could match with that which is obviously a completely different words and that never would have happened before in terms of broad match it can be things that are related but not, but not the same at all. But as long as you do have bidding strategies on there, and Google is bidding to get the the results, they're gonna be they're gonna be optimizing towards the same performance. And so you can, as long as you have a really good negative keyword strategy, get really really good results from that. Again, it's kind of one of these arenas where, as we're seeing across all the ad platforms, the the algorithm has the power, and we're now trying to feed the algorithm the right information and allow it to do good work for us by giving it the right bidding strategy and targets by adding in our negatives rather than doing the minutiae of control that we did five, ten years ago. So I guess we it's a bit of a mindset shift, isn't it? Yeah, I think in the past, I think the really big difference that's happened here is that in the past, we put a lot of work up front in making sure that accounts were structured in a really, really kind of complex way that meant that everything was covered and we had a huge amount of control over that whereas now it's actually very kind of quick to get started and you can show on a lot more terms with very little less input early on but then you do have to kind of have that ongoing work to make sure that you're giving the right data to google and you're giving the signals to google to say yes we want that no we don't want that and that's how machine learning works isn't it you know you've got to keep saying yes no yes no to different things until it realizes what you know what to go for and what what the yeses are going to be okay so we've done the match type change let's talk about ad type changes because whilst the the keywords give us where we're going to appear the ads are what's going to appear and that's changed quite fundamentally as well hasn't it Imogen? so what's been going on in the the keyword ad space with ads basically there's no more expended text ads i think like Things, uh, there was kind of a big change in 2016, 2018 with standard de- text ads, the kind of really small ones that we used to, used to have turning into expanded text ads, which looked like SEO listings. And I think kind of annoyed a lot of SEO people because we were really taking up a lot of space at the top of the, the search engine results page. Then they got even bigger in 2018. And then it was all change last year when 
they just took away expanded text ads and now we've got responsive text ads which allow Google to just swap and change all of the different assets that you provide so all of the the lines of the headlines and description lines to work out which ones which combinations work the best and I think you can it can be easy to get that wrong because if you just kind of put in a bunch of headlines and description and description lines and let Google do what it wants with it, you can end up with some really dodgy looking ads based <laughs> on that. And it's going to take a bit of time for Google to work out the ones that do and don't work. And during that time, you've got all sorts of strange stuff appearing in that. And I think that, you know, there is pos- there is the ability to control that. You can use pinning. So you can pin certain headlines and descriptions to make sure that everything is in the right place. And if you are in a really kind of, you know, if, you, if you're working with a brand which needs to make sure that everything is exactly as they need it to be because they've got really strict brand guidelines or there's a lot of kind of policy requirements that they need to comply with then then that's a good thing to do but you're kind of losing out then on the on all of that machine learning that was actually going to drive better results and you're kind of going to have low low quality ads but I guess there's you've got to find a middle ground where you're using the the ability of the machine learning to test things out and find out what works best whilst also kind of having a level of control so that you don't have kind of two identical headlines in the same headline appearing if that makes sense or just kind of weird sentences next to each other that don't make any sense in conjunction or really poor grammar if you're kind of leaving leaving full stops out at the end of one line then they'll kind of read into each other if you see what I mean and and read as one very very long sentence that makes no sense you can see some some strange stuff out there if you if you don't keep an eye on it I love that full stop tip I mean that's just gold just on its own is put a full stop at the end of your lines otherwise Google will merge them all it's it's just like we were saying with the keywords there's the the algorithm is there ready to help us and we have to feed the algorithm but we've got to give a bit of thought into what we're feeding into the algorithm and I think that you know the pinning piece is where you want to make sure you've got the right things pinned I I can see that being being a game changer for a lot of people who are you know who've got the boss who's going I just I just googled us and our ads are really weird oh god he's done it again <laughs> or she's done it again give give you a bit more control back in the marketing department and you can pin kind of multiple things to the same spot so that they can kind of test out different combinations within that spot so you can say these are the things I want to test out in headline one these are the ones I want to test out in headline two so that things show in the right place but you're still having that level of testing there so it's not you know you still do have the kind of ability to test with control. We said we'd dive into Pmax which or Performance Max which of course is a Google Shopping campaign thing but it also now includes keywords so before we all get totally confused, could you explain how Pmax and Performance Max can impact our keyword strategy activity? Yes. So Performance Max is obviously a it's a shopping tool. It's the next evolution from standard shopping to smart shopping to Performance Max. And it uses a feed and it has assets. So the assets are going to include videos, they're going to include images, logos, and also ad copy. And these can be used across the entire Google ecosystem, wherever Google thinks, if that's the right word, thinks that they're gonna get the best performance based on whatever bidding strategies you've set up. So a part of that is gonna be in keyword search and you are gonna find that you might start, your Pmax campaigns 
will start appearing in in Google searches for words that you don't have covered already in your in your keyword campaigns. So that's a good that's a good one to remember that if you do have a keyword search campaign set up with a particular keyword in it, that should trump your Pmax campaign unless it's run out of budget. Or there's you know all your ads have been disapproved or something like that. But Pmax is allowing you to kind of have a bit more of a breadth to your your campaigns that you might not have had before and you don't as you don't get a lot of insight into what's going on in pmax it's a bit of a black box black box you can find yourself appearing for things that you might not realize you're appearing for at first so it's definitely one to be kind of wary of and and very aware of and and to keep a really close eye on but i think that there's a really it's it's really positive with pmax and with the broad match changes that we're able to kind of find those areas where we might have had kind of blind spots before and move into search terms that we we never would have thought of before where we might have said that no that's a low intent search term or something like that and find you know that we're actually getting really good performance on the kind of negative side of that i suppose we you know you need to be really really on your your negative keywords you don't want to be appearing on things that you shouldn't be appearing on and i think that you you're going to need to be really aware of the fact that everybody else is using Pmax as well and so people may start to become more competitive on terms that you haven't really found that you needed to spend a lot of money on in the past and also on your brand terms so to go further onto that we've got kind of some clients who have never needed to run on on brand search before because they've you know they've got really really good organic listings there's not much competition it would just be a waste of money to be spending a lot of money on on brand for them who've started to see so much competition recently on their brand terms from competitors who never would have been bidding on on other brands uh, brand terms before and so yeah we're needing to switch on brand for the first time for those those clients so it's it's kind of changing the face of of search really how interesting so so guys keep an eye out to see if you need to be turning on some brand activity because google may be starting to force others to appear in that on those search terms and imogen we've talked about a lot of things that are changing and how to deal with that how does this change our daily, weekly, monthly google ads task list because it feels like the optimization task list has changed quite fundamentally here so obviously there's a big line from google saying you know automation is really really good because you're it's freeing up your time you know and i think there's this vision this kind of rose-tinted vision of of everyone having loads and loads of extra time because everything's just automated now i think we're not freeing up our time to do more we're not kind of suddenly seeing that every brand is making loads of money and not needing to do any work that's obviously not the way the world works and and things are just done differently now the brands that are going to make more money from all of this automation and have more time to do more strategic stuff are those who are able to quickly adapt and pivot to the new way that things are done and test and find out how to make it work effectively for them so we are we're having to do yes we're having to do less time early on building out campaigns we're having to do a lot more kind of changing and streamlining old campaigns optimizing performance kind of building scripts to understand our pmax performance because it is so i don't know difficult to to see what's exactly what's going on there because of the kind of black box aspects to it we've got so many new features to test and obviously testing takes and and there's just a kind of a lot more 
going on in that side of things as well as just like the strategy side of things so obviously you can't automate strategy and all of this needs to be aligned with a business's kpis and, and working out what exactly how to use these new tools to, to align perfectly with what, what you're actually trying to achieve as a business so do you find working in this 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 new way of doing things that the the negatives and adding negatives into campaigns has 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 become a much larger part of the the job yeah it's definitely we're definitely having to do that a lot more of that than we did before but that is quite front-loaded once you've gotten past the first month it's it's not you're not having to go in every day anymore necessarily but at first when you're launching campaigns because we're using broad match and and pmax to to do search and, and shopping you don't you obviously i mean you could just set it and forget it and i'm sure eventually google would learn but you'd probably be throwing a lot of money as, as some stuff that really isn't going to work in the meantime so you you definitely need to be keeping really really on it and making sure that you're not appearing for stuff that is not aligned with your your brand cool and for anyone who's for whom all of this is new they're going oh my word there's been so many changes what do i do do would you advise creating brand new campaigns for a clear line in the sand to to recreate them in the right way for this this new new way of working or to amend existing campaigns what or is it a bit of both a bit of both yeah i think that for for pmax i personally would say switch off your old shopping campaigns and, and create new PMAX campaigns. And then I would also say to be, if you don't have any keyword campaigns for the things, the new stuff that's coming up, then definitely be building out new campaigns for those. I wouldn't allow, just say, just launch P- PMAX and just allow that to take over all your keyword campaigns because I think the automated ad copy that you're going to be seeing there is not going to be on brand. It's not going to be perfectly aligned with with what person is searching and, and have that kind of high relevancy that you're going to need. So I think you want to be building out proper keyword campaigns for things that previously didn't exist, but you're kind of coming up and having good performance. In terms of your old keyword search campaigns, I would just restructure them into the campaign that existed before so that you've got that continuity of performance in the campaign. Um, I think you know, Google's going to be able to learn from the keywords that existed previously. If you still had them live, I would just keep them live so you're not having to kind of look at performance of old keywords and new keywords and match that up together. But I would say you do want to be restructuring and simplifying things. So you don't need to have loads and loads and loads of very highly segmented campaigns anymore. It works better with the, the automated bidding to have fewer, simpler, more streamlined campaigns. If you've got everything being split out into loads of ad groups with exact match, phrase match, broad match, and that kind of thing. That's just making things more difficult. It's making it more complicated. It's making it harder for people to understand when they go into the account to run it than you know other people who work in the agent in your agency or on your brand. But it's also making it more difficult for the, the machine learning to optimize effectively. Cool. There you go, guys. A nice little, not quite as big a to-do list as you may have feared there. Thank you so much for all of that, Imogen. It's been a pleasure picking your brains even about keyword ads. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Imogen's insider tips on Google Ads and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. 
Do you want more from your paid ads campaigns this year? Are you tired of disappointing results? Are your optimizations delivering low to low performance improvements? If that all sounds familiar, well, it's because the game's changed, which means you need a chat with my friends at Digital Gearbox. They are masters in the art of pay-per-click marketing. Their expert team have helped transform businesses around the world with tried and tested strategies that actually get results. And right now they're offering a free one-on-one consultation to 10 ambitious Keep Optimising listeners looking to do great things in 2023. Now, only 10 of you can get this brilliant offer, so do not delay. Get your free consultation now by heading over to keepopt.com forward slash digital gearbox. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash digital gearbox. And let the digital gearbox team show you the true power of PPC. Okay, Imogen, so far we've gone deep into keyword ads. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of Google Ads. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with Google Ads at all, which of course does include keyword ads. Imogen, are you ready? Uh, I think so. (laughs) Cool. Let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? So if you're starting with AdWords for the first time, I would say you want to get your AdWords exams taken so do the fundamentals course and learn the basics and kind of have a really good idea of what everything means before you go in there and start just doing stuff and spending money you can get access to Google reps who will kind of help you through the first steps of getting started but I would kind of make sure you have an idea of what you're doing before you just launch something that they've kind of told you to launch I've gone into accounts and audited accounts before that have been set up by the kind of basic Google reps who do that initial setup stage and I've seen some really kind of wacky things in there like a kind of high fashion brand who had just the word hoodie in broad match spending like hundreds of pounds every day and that that was definitely not right for them and was just wasting a whole lot of money that they kind of didn't understand what the issue was with that because they hadn't kind of gotten that initial knowledge. After that, I would make sure that you've got your tracking set up properly. You need to know when people are converting in order to have effective advertising. Get your Google Analytics set up properly so you know everything that's happening on the website. Make sure remarketing is working so that you can be taking advantage of people who've visited your site before but didn't you know, if you've got a 1% conversion rate, then there's 99% of people who are going to the site and not doing anything and you want to be bringing them back and, and kind of kind of making the knowledge, your knowledge about those people work. You want to start simply, so don't try and overcomplicate things. You can, you can start off by, if you've got a feed, you can start off with a, a nice PMAX campaign on a low budget. Make sure you set a bidding strategy with a ROAS. If you, if you are a revenue driving business, you, you, don't want to be just kind of throwing money at the wall so make sure that you're, you're kind of targeting something that that works for your business and make sure you're checking your search queries report very regularly at first 
And if it all seems too complicated, then pay someone else to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant <laughs> checklist there and a, a brilliant piece of advice at the end too. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimising. So what's your favourite way to improve performance? So I think that you you need to be keeping a really close eye on your your ROAS, so your return on ad spend. And you want to be checking to, to kind of verify it against your Google Analytics data. And then you need to be kind of not tweaking that too often because Google needs a bit of time to to start get started with bidding strategies. But at the same time, if you're seeing that nothing is happening, then it's possible that you've set a much too difficult ROAS to achieve. So you might want to start with kind of 100% ROAS and then go from there and kind of work up to what you actually want to achieve in the long term. Or you can even start off with kind of maximized clicks to get up that data that you need to be able to see how many conversions you're actually getting on a regular basis before then moving on to a kind of revenue driving or or sales driving bidding strategy um, in order to make sure that you've kind of got the data that you need in order to, to make those changes. Excellent. And if someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? So recently, I've actually really been interested in a blog called the PPC Mastery blog. I think it's ppcmastery.com. Yeah, that's it. I found that recently and it's just been really, really, really kind of actionable, useful stuff that just seems like kind of cutting edge and, and up to date with stuff that you can be kind of trying on a weekly basis in your accounts. Nice, love that. That's a proper tip. Not that the rest of them haven't been proper tips, but we're saying ppcmastery.com for the latest and greatest things to test. I found it to be a really, really useful blog. Cool, excellent. And finally, Imogen, it is crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months we should be getting ready for? Obviously, you know, universal analytics going to be phased out in July so I would make sure you've got a GA4 set up ASAP and and make sure that you've got the the kind of ability to do reporting between your old universal analytics setup and your GA4 setup. I'm hoping that we're going to get more visibility into Pmax, fingers crossed on that one and I think that phrase match is going to get phased out at some point this year because it's kind of becoming a bit redundant with the way that match types are going. Lastly in terms of CPCs I think they're going to remain on the high side, but I'm I'm kind of I'm hopeful that we're going to see a slight drop. As I mean, not for good reasons necessarily because of the cost of living crisis. I think there is going to be kind of a pullback in some marketing budgets from some people, and hopefully that's going to mean a bit less competition for those who are still kind of wanting to get really strong performance. Lovely, a whole host of things for us to be looking forward to there. And yeah, decreases in CPCs, we will always take those. Imogen, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business? Oh, yes. So geniegoals.com. So geniegoals, we're a digital marketing agency based in Cambridge. We specialise in paid search, paid social and affiliate marketing. We only work with ambitious e-commerce brands and part of our mission is to positively impact the world so that runs through everything we do from making sure that our workplace looks after our people to making sure that we only work with clients that are aligned with our values we're a premier partner with google and meta top agency partner with awin and we're one of the only two uk agencies that are a google accredited internationalization specialist 
So we've got the tools and expertise to help our clients expand internationally. Very cool. Congrats on that one. Imogen, thank you so much for coming on and taking us through the ins and outs of all the stuff that's going on in keyword ads. We've left the listeners with a massive to-do list, but that's a good thing. So thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. So loads changing in the world of Google keyword ads that you might not have realized. So the keyword match types, still called the same things, but they're doing different things. Most important thing of all of that is that it's now very much worth testing the broad match options to help you grow your activity and find those hidden sweet spots of traffic. Ad formats have changed greatly. Um, so you've really got to think as you're writing your ad copy about how you're going to feed that algorithm and give it the information it needs to create great results for you, but also how you protect yourself at the same time. So pinning options to certain points in the ad text and also that idea of putting full stops at the end of the sentences to grammatically protect you from weirdness. Uh, I love that tip. Um, and then also be aware that Performance Max, which is technically a Google Shopping campaign, is also creating ads that will appear on the search results and look like keyword ads. So keep an eye out for those. That's particularly useful if you're like, where has this ad come from? That's probably where it's coming from. Work on those negatives, restructure your campaigns, simplify those campaigns. Lots to do but lots of potential there as well if you change that mindset and change the way you're working with them. You can get links to all those things we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, notes and much more at keepoptimizing.com or to go straight to this episode, use our direct episode links. That's keepopt.com forward slash whatever the number of this episode is and it'll take you straight to the correct page on the website. Once you get to the website, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other stuff I share to help you improve your business. And whilst you're on the website, you can also sign up to our monthly Q&A webinar. Yes, we are back doing the Q&A sessions for you after our little Christmas break. And we are going to have, have lots of our Google Ads specialists coming back to join us for a live Q&A session where you can get your nitty gritty questions and your big picture questions answered about all this stuff that's going on on Google Ads at the moment. We will be going live in just a couple of weeks, so make sure you get uh, yourself signed up. And if you go to keepopt.com forward slash webinar, you will find all the details of when and where that is happening. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then do check out episode 132, where we got into the nitty gritty of the changes on Google Shopping. Um, as listener Janice Thomas said, that was a really clear summary I will be sharing with my team. So go on, have a listen and then share this one and that one with your team to make sure you are across all these alterations that are happening in Google Adland. You can find all our Google Ads episodes by scrolling up your feed or heading to keepopt.com forward slash Google Ads. And please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their Google Ads. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Do you want
want more from your paid ads campaigns this year? Are you tired of disappointing results? Are your optimizations delivering low to low performance improvements? If that all sounds familiar, well, it's because the game's changed, which means you need a chat with my friends at Digital Gearbox. They are masters in the art of pay-per-click marketing. Their expert team have helped transform businesses around the world with tried and tested strategies that actually get results. And right now they're offering a free one-on-one consultation to 10 ambitious Keep Optimising listeners looking to do great things in 2023. Now, only 10 of you can get this brilliant offer, so do not delay. Get your free consultation now by heading over to keepopt.com forward slash digital gearbox. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash digital gearbox. And let the Digital Gearbox team show you the true power of PPC.